0: Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Johnny G with Refractive. If you're familiar with Refractive and its values, you know that one of my guiding principles, and you hear it a lot in my content, is aim your light. I mention this phrase fairly often with clients as well because it references the immeasurable power of creation that I believe lies within each person. And that creative power is available for use whenever we agree to live by our gut or live by our intuition. In fact, the reason I chose the name Refractive for my organization, for my practice, is the quality of each person being like a prism to receive in energy and then transform, bend, and aim that energy as we put it back out to the world. I have a treat for you today, I'll be introducing you to Stan Pytrowski. He's an individual I met some years ago here in DC. Stan has molded a life of love and joy for himself by listening to that inner sense of knowing and by stepping in faith and courage that his inner guidance was worth following. He's someone who indeed does aim his light And he's someone that I deeply respect. From my perspective, Stan is actively responsible for his place in the world, and he is responsible for the energy he puts out to others. This is a big reason why I wanted to introduce him to the refractive world here. Over Stan's long professional life, he has risen in title, in responsibility, and in prestige through a solid handful of sectors. He was an officer in the armed forces. He was a federal employee in the executive branch. He was a psychotherapist with a private practice. And that's just to name a few phases of his career. But beneath this life story of both officer and gentleman, Stan says that he always knew he would be a full-time artist. And throughout his life, he carved out time, space, energy, resources for that passion. So, unlike many of us, and I really speak for myself, who have been drawn to a creative field but have settled in the past for a more realistic or stable or classic type of career, Stan told me that his earlier roles were not chosen at the expense of his love of art. Rather, they were deliberately selected as a part of his life path and they led him step-by-step into the life he lives today, where he can in fact devote his time and energy to art. Today, Stan operates his own art studio and his uh, own gallery. And just like so many times before, he is exactly where he feels he should be. Now, his life as an artist isn't the only example of Stan's willingness to say yes to the universe. He also said yes to love. And not long ago, Stan followed his gut yet again and married his husband. And having had the privilege to meet Stan's husband, I can assure you they are as lovely and inspiring a couple as I've ever met. So with that said, let's get to it. Hi Stan, good afternoon. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, good afternoon, John. Thank you for those kind and generous words. Uh, I'm having a lovely day, and I was looking forward to speaking uh, on this podcast and relating my experience as to how my life dreams have developed. So I'm happy to be here today.
0: Thank you so much. I am delighted to have you. And, you know, I think that one of the elements that brings people to Refractive is the feeling that they've received guidance and intuition throughout their life that they're supposed to follow path A, but they've second-guessed themselves and they've chosen the more safe society-endorsed path, um, thereby leaving themselves feeling lukewarm and unsatisfied by where they end up. Uh, And I think that this moment, which is a crazy moment in the history of our world, is a really good time for people to pivot and to listen to their heart and do what feels right to them. And because I have seen you from the outside uh, follow that type of path, I really feel that there's some value for you and our listeners. So thank you. For the sake of the listeners who may be hearing this in future months, although Stan and I both live in DC, we're connected today by video call because of the covid quarantine. So listeners please excuse us if the audio quality may be a little bit inconsistent compared to what we normally do. So with that, we're going to get we're going to get started with talking about Stan here. So Stan, you and I have been in each other's orbits for about 5 years now. And when I first started to do a podcast at the beginning of this year, I knew immediately that I wanted you to be on it. And there are two reasons for that. The first reason is that you have a very calming presence um, and it feels good to be in a room with you. That calming presence that you have spreads. And it's a special quality that in my experience can take a while to develop. So am I off base with this? Do you understand what I'm talking about?
1: Johnny, I, I do understand what you're referring to. And oftentimes there's moments in my life where the calmness settles in. And there are also other times when there's an excitement, an apprehension of the future, of the now. Uh, For the most part, I believe that I'm I'm settled within myself. And that takes a lot of work, a lot of opportunity uh, to develop, that sense of security within one's life. Mm -hmm. And at this point in time, it's something that is actually coming naturally. (laughs) So, so Johnny, your intuition is working very well.
0: (laughs) You said that it takes uh, a little bit of work, at least it had in the past for you. What did that, how did that look?
1: Well, you know, I I think that a lot of it is looking at oneself in a variety of factors. Certainly therapy has been a a part of that starting in New York City and following through in in different venues where you get to explore the inner self. Uh, I'm a strong believer in meditation. I believe that can be very helpful. It quiets the mind and allows you to get in touch with that part of yourself that you know has always been there. Uh, You know, the other dimension of our lives. And I've had great opportunity in my life to get in touch with that dimension. Uh, I've, I've done quite a bit of traveling all over the world, some of it professionally, Oftentimes uh, it has been for pleasure, but it's been in unique situations where uh, you get in touch with something much greater than yourself and it allows you to be open uh, in a way that um, you may not be if you don't have that same Mm -hmm. opportunity to be there. So uh, that's that's certainly part of it, part of my experience.
0: What is your preferred methodology for meditation today?
1: Breathing, paying mm-hmm. attention to your breathing. I'm following, you know, certain people who are master have mastered the art of meditation and who are good teachers. Sitting quietly, allowing your mind to go wherever it's going to
0: go. Do you use YouTube or apps uh, to find these uh, individuals that you follow? I do. Any that you'd like to recommend off the top of your head? I don't know if you might know their names.
1: Well, certainly I would recommend Jonathan Faust, Mm -hmm. who is a uh, local individual and he is part of the Insight community here in the DC metro area.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And Jonathan, you know, is quite experienced. And then I follow apps, Insight Timer. Yeah. Because it is a discipline. And when I first started, I really needed to have that discipline in my life to Mm. to quiet the mind.
0: I also started my Experience with meditation through apps, because as you know, at first you, there's just no way to sit there silently for ten minutes and enjoy it. Like it's <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit of it's a little bit of craziness going on in the mind. And so, by using those brief guided meditations for five minutes, eight minutes at a time, eventually I got to the point where I could enjoy just following my breath and uh, doing it silently. But, yeah, I love those apps. I really think that they open the door, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The second reason that I wanted to have you on the Refractive Podcast, Dan, is that you put out a significant love energy. Sometimes it looks like kindness. Sometimes it looks like caring. But as I've seen you interact with different people there is really just a lovely flow of love that comes out of you. And what is your awareness of that? Is it something that you have cultivated or is it just an automatic and natural part of you?
1: You know, I believe it's a part of me. My parents are very loving and accepting people who uh, instilled in us the uh, value of being open to a loving kindness and a generosity
0: mm-hmm.
1: in, in our lives it's developed certainly over the years and as i age you really begin to understand what's important in your life and people are important i'm also valuing those attributes in people where love flows freely you know, the, the, there is very few pretense of, of love in life. Either it's there or it's not there. But I also understand when people can not show love that there's something going on and they just may need some help to do that. I've had plenty of help to have an internal freedom where I can just express lovingly how I experience someone yeah. And I always feel that there's something good in everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that. From my perspective, Stan, you seem to have learned to tune your life compass to something that seems very healthy and nourishing. Is that correct? Do I have that assumption correctly? I believe so. Mm-hmm. What can you say about that? Well, it comes from a
1: variety of sources. Certainly, you know, the work that we do on ourselves and the enlightenment that we experience through the process, the variety of the processes that are open to us, you know, has led to discovery, discovery of who we are and where we want to go and uh, what we want to do with our lives. But I think the basis of all of that is a certain level of trust, trust in one's Mm -hmm. beliefs, trust in the adventure that you want to be on and the courage to take those paths. I think we've all done that. You've done that. I've done that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's knowing that we develop in our lives and trusting that knowing. And if there's doubt, then we check it out with other people. You know, uh, no man or woman is an island.
0: Mm -hmm. How have you been able to develop and grow that trust?
1: Time. time and experience will, has helped me to develop that, that trust. How so? Well, I, I think, you know, for me, Johnny, it is continuing to experiment with your life. And you try many things. Um, you, you venture out whatever to wherever and whatever, you know, is leading you in that path. And you build on the success of openness and willingness. That's been my mm-hmm. experience. And, and again, you know, having the resolve to follow what you know is right. I really believe that each one of us has a sense of, Who we are and where we want to go. Uh, And sometimes it just takes a while to get there.
0: Yeah. That's lovely. All right. That resonates with me. Taking that idea of your life compass, relating it to the idea of higher self, inner wisdom, gut, and intuition. um, How does your intuition show up for you? In what form does your intuition show up?
1: That's a good question. I think it happens in all uh, forms of life. Um, Mm -hmm. What's worked for you in the past Mm -hmm. um, builds on our intuition. Uh, And then there is a gut experience where you just know what's right.
0: Yeah.
1: After you clear away some of the wreckage of the past and, and understand yourself in a more detailed fashion, you could begin to to trust yourself so that when you have an inspiration, you, first of all, value that inspiration from where Mm -hmm. it's coming. And then you proceed. You proceed with the willingness to try things out. Mm -hmm. That's what I've done in my life. And then feedback. Feedback from others, I think, I believe and think is an important part of the process of intuition, uh, then I think there is an innate part of intuition. You just know, you know, you just know the next right thing to do.
0: You know, um, <laughs> when the beginning of the quarantine started, I, uh, <laughs> I had this very strong idea that I needed to buy a dog. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And I swear, Stan. Like I would have, I I did. I argued with people. I was like, no. Like I'm telling you, this is. I have been guided to do this. And uh, I, I I spoke to to a friend of mine, and he said, Johnny, you literally don't have a life that permits a dog. Like it is selfish and it is not looking at the big perspective of this. If you want a dog, you first need to make several changes to the way your life is structured. And I'm just going to say that and offer it to you and let it go. And that shook me, you know? To me, it was a good example of how in one moment, I can believe that something is so right, but then I need to bounce it off people. It might not be right at that moment. hmm I find that to be one of the most difficult aspects of discernment. Not every idea that is presented to me by my intuition is most appropriate in that moment. It might be something that needs to be tucked away and left to Germany for six Mm -hmm. months or a year before it's appropriate.
1: Timing is important. You may know something about yourself, pardon me, you may value something, that a dream that you want to pursue, but oftentimes it's not the right time. It's helpful to speak to valued friends and mentors Mm -hmm. to discuss this opportunity that you're thinking about with them. Mm -hmm. And there are times when they say, go for it right now, why Mm -hmm. would you not go for it? And and that might be because there's some apprehension, there's some uh, self-doubt. That's where the value of people in your life is so important that you can bounce ideas Mm -hmm. off them and get a perspective. We can develop so much perspective on our own And that comes from experience and successful experience. But having the opportunity when you're stuck to talk to someone and say, I'm not quite sure about this, but I really think that this is an important path for me to take. What do you think?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, if not, I would be... I would, I would be having a dog with me on this road trip right now, Stan. <laughs> so I, sure. am, uh, I am grateful for the, the wisdom of, uh, of trusted friends.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: So uh, since you just talked about timing as being so, so important, you've mentioned that you've always known that your career – would move towards art. Um, I wonder why you did not jump into a career in art as a young adult, but instead Mm -hmm. built it gradually over time.
1: Well, I think my first response to that, and I'll go into a little more detail, is that there were competing life circumstances that had value and chose to follow one path over another. Mm -hmm. Uh, I knew as a child that I was an artist. Uh, I was a talented child artist Mm -hmm. and knew that my talent was innate. I had feedback from family, friends and professionals. And as I, I uh, developed into a teenager. I had opportunities to do that, to do art on a high school level. Then I entered college and my artistic training began there. And I started to show my work, to sell my work at a very young age and won an award. So there was enough feedback in this stream of life that said, you are an artist. Mm -hmm. And as I went forward in my life and received a degree in psychology and then a master's in social work and then a doctorate in social work, I was still painting. I was still working. I art edited a book. So there was a consistency in my life that said, this is who you are. But mm-hmm. that was also more than that. You know, I, I had a lot of training as a psychotherapist and valued all of that and understood that that was important for me. As I went on in life, I knew that at some point I would become a full-time artist. There was never any doubt in my mind. And that's the direction I was going. But there were other things I wanted to do before that. And now I have the resources uh, in my life as I retired from my professional life as a social worker and director that I could now devote to art. And and for the past five years, actually, even before that, while I was still uh, working, I was actively Painting and doing shows and exhibits. Mm -hmm. So it's always been a part of my life. And uh, this is, you know, not just um, wondering, it's knowing. And this is something that I know.
0: Mm -hmm. What I am feeling from, you know, your answer to that question is a serenity around... Building a foundational life, uh, of establishing a nice firm base and uh, refining it uh, as you move up over time. And this is exactly what I was talking about a few minutes ago with the idea of a dog, right? If I want a dog, let me build a foundation first and let me be serene and knowing. That while today is not the day that I go to the pound, today might be the day that I choose not to renew my lease where I am and instead look for something that fits better. I hear that from you in this process of building the life that you want over time.
1: Well, Johnny, I think it's important. I believe it's important for all of us to identify what we clearly know about ourselves and what we value uh, in ourselves. I know that in relationships and I know that professionally and I know that as far as what my dreams and aspirations are at this point in my life and to accept that and to believe it and to follow through on it. You know, I have the good fortune that I'm able to do that. And I'm very grateful for that.
0: How does fear show up in your life today?
1: Fear has always been a part of my life. And dealing with fear or anxiety, it's more about anxiety. You can look at anxiety in a positive or a negative way. How does it help me to live my life comfortably, a day at a time, and how does it interfere? Yeah. And each time that I think about that, regarding what circumstances I find myself, I know that all things work out, and and that I'm not in control of all of this, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm here to serve a purpose and to be of service as long as I'm here on this planet. And then wherever I go from there, who knows?
0: Yes, when you talked about the positive as well as uh, the more challenging sides of anxiety, this is something that I have grown to accept as, as a truth for me. In my life, there is nothing that is wrong. Right. So if I were to lose a member of my family, if there were to be a hurricane that uh, wiped out my home, that as distasteful and unpleasant as it may be, this is the course I signed up on Earth School. Like This is the course I signed up for. This is the healing in my being that I need in order to be more whole and to access more of my true essence as a child of the creator. Uh, but it's hard. It doesn't feel good all the time. You know? Stan, mm-hmm. let me ask, what would you advise to people who have felt called to a creative vocation? And let me just let me just peel back the layer and say me, I'm talking about me. Okay. Because when I was in high school, I wanted to move to New York, go to NYU, be an actor. I imagine being on stage and just living that life. And it felt so beautiful to me. And I never gave any soil to that plant, right? Like there was just no chance from the gate that I was ever going to seriously entertain even a partial element of that. We weren't even going to do community theater. We weren't going to do anything with it um, because it just felt that eventually I would fail. It wasn't going to work out. It would be a life of pain and difficulty. And then I would go and eventually have to take some office job anyway. And now I'd be years behind my peers in title and income, you know. And uh, so I gave up that calling of applying my creative force. And I think I'm not alone in this. I I feel like this is a common story. So what would you say to people who are currently in that situation?
1: I would say go to an acting class. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sign up. Do it.
0: That simple, huh?
1: That simple. Just That's do simple. it. I attended a uh, master oil painting class in Provence, and it was um, a landscape painting class, Impressionism. And I liked Impressionism, but I'm an abstract Expressionism. And I went to the south of France, and it was an arduous, tough class, and after three days, I said, I'm, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and, and I called uh, my son, I called my husband, mm-hmm. I called other important people in my lives, and I said, You know, this is really hard. And they, they all chuckled and said, Especially my son said, Dad, even you can do hard things. <laughs> So Children I,
0: will tell you straight, okay? Yeah. Children will tell it, you like know, it maybe is. Maybe
1: what I once told him, which <laughs> <laughs> which we both had a chuckle over, but it was that contact, uh, and I was honest, it really was quite demanding. We would paint 12, 15 hours a day, and it was out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But the support that I got from my son husband and others was that you can do it and we were actually painting in the dark close to uh, the um, Marquis de Sade's uh, palace which is uh, was quite lovely and I said well I can't see the paint I'm even mixing which is a wonderful metaphor and I just mm-hmm. painted something and I brought it back because we'd had a critique Of all the artists by the uh, masterclass leader, and it turned out to be some of my best breakthrough art. Wow! So you know, uh, so my my uh, recommendation for those individuals who are saying, "Gee, I don't know where to start," we'll just do it. Mm Just, yeah. just go and, you know, if it's, if it's photography, sign up for a photography class. If it's uh, acting, sign up for an acting class. If it's art, sign up for an art class or go to a art store and get um, a palette and some paints and a canvas if that's what you want to do. Uh, at one of my most recent shows, there was a lovely young woman who came in, and she showed me her, her work. And she had just a beautiful touch of uh, watercolors, which I find to be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And it was very abstract. And I said, gee, don't stop. And then another little eight-year-old girl came in, and she goes, I'm an artist. And I said, I believe you. And her parents were standing there beaming because you knew they were supportive of her art. And she showed me some of the work that she was doing. And it was was really quite talented. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just do it. This is where you stop questioning what you already know. And you look for the opportunity. And you start at a point where you go, oh, I can do this. And if you don't think you can, then you have to ask yourself, why not? If it's out of apprehension or fear or uh, just indecision, or sometimes it's, it's, I don't have the money and okay, you know, then you figure out another alternative that you can explore this creative part of yourself. And, and don't listen to the voice that says, I don't want to do it now. Just
0: do it wisdom for the ages
1: listen just listen to what you know
0: Mm -hmm. listen to what you know that's the t-shirt we're going to make for this episode listen to what you know know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, that's a great idea yeah listen to what you know um stan you said something just now that i really and listen This is not the compliment Stan Howard, but I really feel that your response to that young lady, when she said, I'm an artist, and you said, I believe you, like that is such an exceptional response. It's so full of love and validation and gentleness. And I just think that this encapsulates why you are memorable to people, I have to say. So. so, Johnny, you are a
1: polished personality, intuitive in your own right.
0: You know this. So stop questioning it. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I want to move on to a couple of rapid fire questions. Okay. My purpose is.
1: To enjoy life and to spread that to others.
0: God is. All loving. I love. Happiness. Grace to me is.
1: Presence in my life that I don't have to do any of this alone. Prayer to me is. A connection with something greater than myself.
0: I'm most proud of. Life. This is what I know for sure.
1: I never have to do any of this alone.
0: Powerful. I love it. I love it. As we wrap up, Stan, what do you feel like to say?
1: I encourage everyone to be present in their lives, to trust what they know about themselves, to give themselves the permission to proceed. If there's doubt, bring people in your life that you know you can trust for their guidance and consideration and love. Um, don't stop. Keep going. You know, uh, identify what you know to be truthful about yourself and trust it.
0: Words to live by. Stan, you are a beautiful man who leaves any room you enter better than it was, so thank you so much. I am just grateful for you to share your light and your experiences with us today.: You're most welcome, Johnny. Stan, where can people see your art? Uh, Would you like to spell out your website? Yes, it's
1: stanpiotrowski.com.
0: How do you spell Piotrowski?
1: He is in Paul, I-O-T-R-O-S-K-I.
0: All right, Stan, thanks so much. Folks, this is Johnny G with Refractive Coaching and Podcast. I'm a personal and career coach in Washington, D.C. I help people both in person and remotely who want to make space for a life that feels right. So please reach out to me at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at refractivecoaching.com or visit my website, refractivecoaching.com. I publish new content all the time on social media, usually little nuggets of wisdom or beauty that I find, anything that I think will put more light out into the world. It's a great way to dilute some of the darker stuff that might be on your timelines right now. So find me on Instagram and Twitter at Refractive Life, L-I-F-E, Refractive Life, and on Facebook at Refractive Coaching. Also, if you've enjoyed the podcast today, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a rating. Every single time you do that, it helps people find the content. And my goal is to live my best life by helping other people do the same. So I appreciate anything you might do to help me help others. And just a quick update regarding my blog, a few weeks back at the last minute, I lost the apartment I was moving into due to mold. I decided instead of stressing out and forcing myself into a new place in six days from scratch, I would just put my stuff in storage use my ridiculous D.C. rent money, and uh, take a two-month road trip across the U.S., visit some friends, visit some families, drive through some parts of the country that I've never been through, of course, keeping in mind well-being and serenity in in the time of COVID. I am calling this experiment Above the Storm because I just don't believe I need to suffer through it. There may have been a time in my life where that was necessary. But just like a pilot, I can choose just to fly above it, look down, see what's happening, um, but enjoy the view. And that's what I'm trying to do. I've never done something like this before. We're going to see how it goes. You can follow along on my blog. You go to refractivecoaching.com and click on blog. You can subscribe there. I'll also be using video blog, text, and social media to document my adventures over this time. So I do invite you to come and watch what happens when I stop asking why and I start saying, okay, what feels right? Thanks again to Stan Piotrowski for coming on Refractive. So much love and light to you, my friend, and to all of the listeners. Have a great day, everybody. Be good to each other. And always remember to aim your light.